Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Commercial Property Investor Podcast, where it's my job to introduce you to people from the world of commercial property. We're talking with investors and thought leaders about their experiences of the commercial property world and sharing our own lessons from the last 20 years to give you practical know-how so that you can follow in their footsteps. If you've ever thought commercial could be your next step, but it just seems too confusing and opaque, then you've come to the right place. There are so many exciting opportunities in this dynamic sector, and I'm looking forward to pulling back the curtain and sharing them with you. the Commercial Property Investor Podcast and I'm your host Jerry Alexander. This is the show where we positively encourage residential investors to seek out commercial property opportunities and to act on them. I started off investing in residential and then I discovered the wonderful world of commercial and I haven't looked back since. Now we've recorded a few interviews recently and I wanted to slide in a solo episode because in the past I've recorded one or two episodes based around mindset and I had lots of great feedback about them and people have asked me am I going to do any more so this week I'm going to focus on resilience. I'm going to share a few more mindset traits that I think are really important for commercial investing but they are universal and can be applied to other businesses. In fact outside of commercial property we've also had interests in or have interests in construction business, a merchant business, restaurant and even a business accelerator and that business accelerator meant that we were introduced to lots of startup businesses and all the things I'm going to talk about today could apply to any one of those activities. If you've had a few knocks recently or you just can't seem to get the momentum you want then the four areas I'm going to cover might help to serve you with some clarity and focus on getting things done despite everything that's going on around about you. Now it is natural when we move into a new area or activity to feel a bit out of place and uncertain but I found that these mindset traits can really help you maintain focus and be less susceptible to being blown off course when the next big no or a big problem comes along. Naturally if those things happen we do tend to retreat to what we know which for most of us is residential investing which is why a lot of aspiring commercial investors give up. They just needed a bit more resilience and perhaps a bigger why. So let's get stuck in. Now one of the things I've learned to do with business problems is to spot the silver lining. It's so easy to wallow in self-pity. Oh, why is this happening to me? Why did that happen? Don't they know who I am? Why are they treating me this way? What is going on in the world right now? Why can't anything go right? Any of you experienced any of those thoughts or emotions? It has become second nature to me really to look for the positives in those issues. Now let's just take a time out for a second. I'm not saying that every single problem we come across in our lives has a positivity to it. There are some things that simply just suck. But it is rare that you come across an issue that is not trying to teach you something. And that's the real point here. There's always lessons to learn. Whether it's a business situation or even a personal life situation, there are always things to learn. And if you're not looking for the silver lining, then the opportunity to learn will pass you by. We're not going to get everything right first time every time. We have to understand that. That's the way it is. So if we're not going to get things right, relax. Don't worry about it too much. I'm not saying be complacent, but equally if things go wrong, we have an opportunity to make things better next time. Life's a continual process of learning and getting better. And it's not like as you become more successful, problems go away. They just get bigger. 
So let's pick out some examples of what I'm talking about. Have you ever had any customer complaints? One approach to dealing with complaints is just a focus on solving the problem right there, right? You might just have to deal with it. Let's say it's in a restaurant. So you have to deal with the situation right in front of you. But the second more important thing is we need to build in a way to actually assess what the underlying issue is to try and stop that problem coming back again. And for me, customer feedback about food and beverage, about licenses, if you're offering licenses or leases, all these things are teaching you how to get better next time. So another example might be um, based in procedures. It might be that you're doing something in a job or a role and it just seems that the system's fighting against you. And sometimes people will just find a little workaround, a patch, a fix to get around that problem. But what they're not doing is recognising the opportunity to make the system better. So it's really important to write those things down when they're coming up so you can try and correct them later. Yes, particularly in a customer situation, you need to deal with it straight away. But making things better over the long term comes from all those little challenges, all those little issues that come up. That's the silver lining right there, is how to get better each and every time. So I'm not going to go through a gazillion different examples how to solve each and every one. But some other examples might be where you've got a poor valuation from a surveyor, somebody's refused your credit, a private lender who looked like they were going to do a deal with you has just pulled out last minute, or an agent is not paying any attention to you or not taking you seriously, or maybe you're just not being able to find any deals that stack up. All of these things do have silver lining and ways to improve. There are opportunities for you to get better, or even in some cases there may be an opportunity in that problem to get a better solution and one that you can actually sell to other people. This is absolutely a mindset issue. The key thing is each time something happens, you're stepping back and looking for the opportunity that's coming out of it. And sometimes it can be really difficult when you're right in the middle of it, but most problems are presenting opportunities to get better or to do something differently. Now, the second one I want to talk about is don't take anything too personally. That can be so easy, just rolls off the tongue. Don't take anything too personally. Of course I won't take anything too personally. But sometimes when you're in heat at the moment, that's really challenging. And has anyone recently given you some feedback, for instance, that has made you feel, hmm, not so good? You have to ask yourself, is this feeling that you're having going to help move me forward? And if it isn't, then maybe you're just going to have to let it go. One of the things I feel I've got pretty good at now is when somebody gives me some feedback or more importantly, some negative feedback, which is not necessarily constructive, I've just learned to let it go. The thing about social media in particular is you can see comments on there that really rile you. Even if they're not directed to you, they might be at somebody else. You just have to keep asking that question. Does it help or hinder? If it hinders, leave it alone. Make a decision now. I'm not going to take anything in my business life too personally. That's it. Let me give an example. Well, I was on social media the other day and there was a post from somebody asking about property training. Very emotive subject, right? Should I do property training and would you recommend it? Was the question. Looked fairly honest question. And of course, the comments came in thick and fast. The usual polar opposites. You know, you shouldn't do it or you absolutely shouldn't do it or yeah, maybe you should try it or I did it. It was brilliant. I mean, just all sorts of polar opposites. So I thought for a moment, I'll leave my own point of view because I've been doing this for over 20 years, investing in property that is, and I can assure you, and this is what I wrote down, I can assure you that in those 20 years, 
as I've begun to learn, particularly in later years, about property training and some of the techniques and strategies you can learn from going on these trainings, I've recognised the massive disadvantage I had by not getting educated early on. Because over time, the cumulative effect on your momentum is huge. You don't know what you don't know. Anyway, I just popped this in. And, you know, at the end of the day, I thought, I'm not here to say that every property training is good and worthwhile. Although I do think you could probably extract information and gems from everybody. But nevertheless, that was my post on the matter. And there you go. But of course, people started coming back in the comments. And one particular individual came back and said, Oh, no, 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 no. You should not do any property training. And what I said was, if you are worried about paying for training which is the argument always, is whether you should pay for it or just get freebie stuff. You should try getting a university course or a college course and ask them if they can do it for free. It doesn't really work that way, does it? Anything worthwhile needs a value put against it. But anyway, they came back. How can you possibly compare a university course with property training? Well, in my head I'm thinking, I've actually done both. And I know which one has provided much more income in my life, but I wasn't going to write that down. <laughs> The thing was, I wasn't really comparing the two. I was just saying, look, if you need some real experience on your side, if you want to get some education, don't expect to pay nothing for it. Anyway, somebody else asked this individual in the thread, have you actually paid for any property training and done it? The answer, of course, came back, absolutely not. I wouldn't dream of such a thing. I would never pay for training. I go out and get conversations with people and get free information. And that's how I learned to do what I do. And I'm damn good at it. I thought, wow, okay. <laughs> you just reminded me that some people are in completely different places than yourself. And there's absolutely no point trying to pull them over to your way of thinking. Sometimes they can be right over on the other side of the universe. So don't get upset about it. This doesn't just apply to social media, of course. But it's a good case because most of us go in there and see these crazy discussions. You just have to smile to yourself, let go and move on. And when people are telling you that you're crap at doing commercial or you shouldn't be doing commercial or even residential and the agents turn to you and tell you to stick at that residential thing and all that encouraging stuff, you just have to choose what you're going to take on, not take it personally, treat it like a game, learn what you can and move on. And you know, I do try to take on board criticism and I do try and make sure I take a moment just to filter out any kind of emotional comments and then just see if there's anything in there that I can learn from. And you should do the same too. I'm not perfect at it, of course. And I'm trying to get better all the time. But it is quite challenging when somebody's really having a go at you or your thinking or your belief systems. But you just have to learn to filter out that emotion, pick up anything you think that could be useful. And for sometimes those critics are actually the best ones because they can teach you valuable insights. The key thing here is about resilience, isn't it? Don't let it deflate you. Have a laugh. Move on. Don't get emotionally involved. So the third one here is, where is your investing head in terms of expectation? And again, there can be polar opposites here. This one's about mindset again, and it's about what are your perceptions to your market? And I often have conversations with people about how they're finding it really difficult to find commercial property deals. Incredibly difficult. The market's saturated or there's no deals to be had. They're all getting snapped up straight away and all that sort of stuff. But if you sit and wallow in that feeling, those thoughts and that belief, then it will continue to be true for you. 
Because in the same day, I'm having a conversation with somebody else who's filling their boots. They're getting lots of deals to work on. They're seeing lots of opportunity and they are buying deals. Now, there may be a whole heap of reasons why. It might be geography. It might be a financial situation. It might be attitude towards risk. But I can tell you, it's not the quality of the deal. They're not lowering their standards because I look at these things. Personally, I think one of the fundamental differences is their expectation level of what can be achieved. It's back to what's going on in your head. I know that's a horrible thing to hear if you're struggling right now, but I'm here to tell you the deals are out there. You have to believe that. If you don't believe that, then it's game over, isn't it? So if you find yourself in that camp of there are no deals and find it really difficult, there's nothing out there, they're all getting swallowed up by other investors and all that stuff, then you have to change your mindset. Maybe you're going to have to find some people that are doing it. Maybe that's getting yourself into a mastermind. Or somewhere, other people are getting it done. And it can be removed as an excuse for you. And it might be more than an excuse by now, though. It might be an embedded belief. They're more difficult to change. Excuses are a kind of symptom of justifying things in your head. But if it's a firm belief that you know that you have, you're going to have to get to work on it. And it's going to take time. But take some positive action to change your conditioning. The exciting thing is you can change it, but first recognise the issue and then work on the solution. Not continuously in the issue, of course, (laughs) trying to solve it yourself. Learn to trick yourself into changing that belief by systematically working through a strategy of changing your conditioning. What's going on around about you rather than what's going on in your head? Because sometimes you're going to need to get that exterior stimulus to change that belief. And as I say, it's not going to happen overnight. But if you recognise it, that's a really good start. So the next one I want to cover is imposter syndrome one. Another popular challenge that people like to have is, (laughs) I'm no good, everybody else is better, I don't know enough. But they feel a little bit out of their depth. Or, I shouldn't be here, this is not my place. Who do I think I am? That's your mind reacting. It's trying to protect you from potentially making a fool of yourself. It's called stepping out of your comfort zone and there's nothing wrong about that. Some people new to commercial property investing are very good at forgetting their previous successes and they feel that they know absolutely nothing about commercial property. And that, that's just simply not true. I mean, remember, none of us were born and then three months later decided to start investing in commercial property when we know nothing about the world. We've all experienced life before making that decision to get into commercial. As you get older, you gain lots of different experiences. Commercial property investing is a discipline, but it doesn't sit in its own silo completely separate from everything else. There are technical details and traps you need to navigate, but you can plug those gaps with experienced people. If you've done lots of residential work, for instance, then lots of those skills are transferable. If you run your own business, a lot of those skills are transferable. And if you've been in sales, that can be a really strong asset for growing a successful commercial portfolio. So don't devalue the things that you've learned in other disciplines. You see, there is that overall fundamental mindset thing that includes how do you analyse problems? How do you solve problems? How do you analyse opportunity and take advantage of it? And how do you learn to spot risk and mitigate that? You see, life isn't without risk, but it's about ways of mitigating it. You see, all those skills I've mentioned there are universal. They do not just apply to one area of life, they apply to business and commercial. So if you've done anything that involves those, then you're a little bit further ahead than perhaps you thought you were. Remember that. Give yourself some credit, or at least give yourself a break. 
If you're prepared to do the work and feel some of the pain, then you do deserve the benefits that successful business or commercial investment can bring. Keep your ego in check and don't think that you should be embarrassed in trying something new. Embarrassment is not something that you have to feel. You're just getting on and trying a new strategy. So in summary of some of the beliefs I try to live by, there are so many others, but in the main, these are the ones about staying strong and about resilience. The first one was, don't overlook the silver lining. Seek it out. That is a positive mindset. It's taking a problem or a challenge and looking at how it's going to improve things for the future. The second one is don't take anything too personally. Grow a thick skin. If an agent says no, if a lender says no, it just means try again in a different way or try somebody else. Don't take it personally because that will really slow you down. The third one is where is your investing head in terms of expectation? Have you an abundancy mindset? Not a rose-tinted, head-in-the-clouds, everything's-going-to-work-out attitude, but a pragmatic and systematic approach to altering your levels of expectation so you can improve your results. Fourth one was, you're only an imposter in your head. Nobody else knows that, unless you leak it out, of course. But that imposter syndrome is actually only going on in your head. And that's just going to lead me on to throw in just one more thing. Don't believe everything you think. Thoughts are just thoughts in your head, right? None of them are necessarily fact. So just as much as this podcast has been about what other people are saying and the outside world and how it influences how you think about yourself, the biggest influencer is the voice in your own head. So I'll repeat that one more time. Don't believe everything you think. Question it. Where's the proof? Where did it come from? Okay, thanks for staying with me. I appreciate this podcast was not about the specifics of investing in commercial properties, such as how a lease works or where to find tenants. But I think it's important that we all spend some time working on our key asset, the grey matter between our ears. It doesn't matter how much money or how many deals you can see or how much the market's going up or down. The biggest influencer on your success is your mindset. So I don't apologise for diving into this topic. I hope you enjoyed the episode. I wish you every success in all that you're doing. And we'll get back to some commercial property chat right here next time on the Commercial Property Investor Podcast. If you want to get in touch, just check out the show notes. There'll be various ways there for you to get in touch with us. You can speak to the team or myself. The main one I would encourage you to do is to join us on the Facebook group. So you need to search up Commercial Property Investor on Facebook. You'll find the page. And then from there, go to the link for the group. Click join. Answer the few short questions. And join us in there where you can ask questions and get to know other peers in the commercial property market. And if you've enjoyed the episode, or indeed any of the episodes, and you haven't done so yet, please jump on iTunes or your favourite platform and leave us a review. Give us some feedback. Share what you've liked about the episodes. Every review, comment and point of feedback helps us improve the podcast. So please reach out, give us a review, give us some feedback. So thanks again for joining me. Speak to you next time. And I'm your host, Jerry Alexander. <laughs>